Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Turn up the Metallica. With Sean May, with Sean Ma, with some Mac basketball tickets tonight. Are you satisfied? Ooh, yeah. Enter the code word WIN. W-I-N. At 923thefan.com, by 10 a.m. for your chance to win a pair of tickets to the 2024 Max Basketball Tournament, March 13th through the 16th. At Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yes, what? You better be careful. I'm not LimeWire. They're going to come after you. I'm not Napster. They're going to get you for copyright infringement. Probably will, actually. Tickets on sale now at RocketMortgageFieldhouse.com. You know, Dave Mustaine wouldn't. Yeah. Tell you right now. Enter the code word WIN, W-I-N, 923thefan.com. You could be going to the MAC tournament. Good luck. All right, let's get to Nathan Zagura. He joins us today. He is live from Indianapolis at the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine, and he's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Nathan, good morning, mon frere. Good morning to you, Ken. Great to talk with you and uh, Lima today. Well, let's start with something that's bigger than football. Jim Donovan ringing the bell the other night, uh, finishing up cancer treatment chemotherapy. You are his broadcast partner. He is an icon here in this city. Texted him yesterday morning. He's doing great. He's looking great. I know you saw it, and I know you're uh, very excited to be back with him in 2024 and back. just excited to have him here with all of us and enjoying the Cleveland Browns together. Yeah, there's no doubt. I got a text from him yesterday, early yesterday, uh, expressing that he got to ring the bell and how excited he was and how happy he was and how great he felt. And it was, I got goosebumps because he is such a a part of the fabric of our Cleveland Browns community. And this year, you know, he he had a big battle and he took it on. And his return against the Pittsburgh Steelers when he smashed the guitar is a moment I will never forget him being able to call that the Browns were going back to the playoffs on Thursday night against the Jets, something I will never forget. So it is great. You're so happy for him, the human being, and you're happy for all of us because that means we've got Jim Donovan on the call for 2024, and, and there's nobody better at what he does. It's a, it's wonderful. Nathan Zagura joining us here on the show. Uh, you mentioned going to the playoffs. Browns trying to get back to the playoffs in 2024. Who are some of these positions? What are some of these positions that Andrew Barry might be looking at in Indianapolis to uh, to help us get back to the playoffs in 2024, bud? You know, I think one of the things that I've I've kind of noticed this year, and I've said so and, and asked some people in some of the interviews we've done from Indianapolis, but the combine feels now like 
it's as much about, if not more, about kind of free agency and what teams are going to be doing there rather than it is the draft. Obviously, you're there to get information and the medical and all of that stuff, but a lot of the scouting has been done. You're going to go to the pro days. You got a chance to meet with the guys at the combine. That's obviously important, but I think a lot of it is going to be, you know, okay, what are we doing with the guys currently on our roster who are going to be free agents? Who are the free agents we're interested in bringing in? We'll, you know, talk to, to their people. Every NFL agent is there. That's what a lot of the combine, I think, has become, certainly late at night and around town. So for Andrew Barry, I think some of the things you've you got to figure out, what are you doing at the linebacker position and the defensive tackle position? And the reason I say that is uh, at defensive tackle, the only two people under contract are Dalvin Tomlinson and Siaki Ika. Shelby Harris is a free agent. Jordan Elliott is a free agent. Maurice Hurst is a free agent. And so that's a position that you have to figure out what you're going to do in terms of who you want to retain, if you want to bring somebody in. And then that's a position I think you're also going to be looking at in the draft as well. So defensive tackle will be at the top of the list for me, along with wide receiver. You know, I'm always obsessed with getting weapons. I think it's a weapons league. And so the Browns in the second round have an opportunity. There's some good names there. Talk to a guy with Daniel Jeremiah. And he said that day two, there are going to be a lot of good receivers. And that's just going to become the trend. It's going to be easier to find wide receiver talent because he said the best athletes in college are now playing wide receiver because they know they can get to the NFL and they can get paid at that position. So those are the two I'm looking at. I think we still have a lot of work to do at linebacker. JOK, Tony Fields, and Mahmoud Diabati are the only linebackers that are under contract for the Cleveland Browns. You look at Anthony Walker Jr. as a free agent. The great Sione Taki Taki is a free agent. Matthew Adams, who is a special teams ace for you, is a free agent. Jordan Kunashik is a free agent. So there are some positions that right now we can't go into the season with. And so I think those positions will have to be addressed, obviously, in the next couple of weeks and in the next couple of months, including the draft. Nathan, what I always love is looking at GMs when they get an opportunity to have more and more draft classes, which, of course, we had so many Browns GMs that didn't get that opportunity because they didn't earn that opportunity. Andrew Barry has been here long enough that we can certainly evaluate strengths and weaknesses and what their tendencies are. What do you think of their tendencies, most specifically with wide receiver, as that has become a hotbed of conversation leading into this draft and this free agency class? Well, they've drafted a wide receiver in the third round three times. Uh, you know, Cedric Tillman most recently, David Bell before that, Anthony Shorts before that. And you probably, it would be fair to say, have not gotten the return on those investments yet that you would like. David Bell did show a little bit of life at the end of last season, the touchdown against the Jags. He had two touchdowns against the Bengals in a game in which the Bengals were actually playing their starters. The Browns were not. Uh, but he had two touchdowns in that one. So maybe David Bell starting to turn the corner a little bit. And then Cedric Tillman, you know, rookie, hadn't played much the year before coming off of that injury, still like his size, his speed. But that's a position that the Browns have probably not necessarily gotten the return on their investment. But one thing you know from this group is they're going to use their earlier picks on positions that they think are premium, right, whether that be offensive line. You think about, you know, in the first draft he had Jed Wills. You think about cornerback, Greg Newsom, MJ Emerson, Cam Mitchell continuing to attack that position. They're going to continue to attack the line, drafting a lot of defensive tackles and defensive ends. Now, it, you're not going to hit everything. That's just not the way the NFL draft works out. But I, I do think the Browns have shown that early rounds, and, and they haven't had a first-round pick now for three years, early rounds, though, they will go after premium positions with their top picks. And, and you think about defensive ends, wide receiver, and cornerback the last couple of years. And then I would add, one thing Andrew Berry's done very well, I think, is gotten first-round production without having a first-round pick. If you redrafted two years ago's draft, MJ Emerson's a first-round pick. If you redraft last year's draft, Dewan Jones might be a top-ten pick 
in that draft. So he's done a very good job at kind of navigating the lack of prime you know, resources to still get premium talent. I have some interesting consideration for uh, Dewan Jones coming up a little bit later on. I want to throw to you uh, at the running back. Uh, I just, by the way, you saw him after uh, Struce hit that game-winning bomb, right? Well, someone said he was wearing the Browns jersey. I didn't even see it clearly because I'm like, that ain't him. He wouldn't wear his own jersey. And someone's like, hey, man, like as I was like, I'm about to go to bed, and I didn't know he was wearing a Joe Thomas jersey. It was a Joe Thomas yeah. jersey, yes. But he he certainly looked. Nimble as he flew through the air, yes, so I think did. that's a good sign that he that he's feeling better. I'm feeling a lot better about that. What about uh, mid to late running backs? What are we thinking here? Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility because the reality is, you know, you've got Nick Chubb coming off of this catastrophic injury. We don't know when he will be back. You still got excellent production from your running back room, almost to the tune of almost 2,000 total yards and I think 19 touchdowns, but. It's clear Jerome Ford's not the same kind of a home run hitter as Nick Chubb was. And again, it's, it, who is, right? Nick Chubb is elite, as good as it gets. Yeah. But I do think they'll be looking for that. So you and I, we agree. We'd like to see a little more Pierre Strong. And then I wonder if they bring in another back to kind of be more of what we won't have now with Kareem Hunt being a pending free agent. We don't have that kind of hammer. And Kareem Hunt played a big, big role for the Browns, had a career high in rushing touchdowns. So maybe in the later rounds, they're looking for a guy that can be kind of that hammer to complement, you know, the returning Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, Pierre Strong. Although if they find a running back that they think can be a, a three-down lead horse type guy, I don't think they would hesitate at all to take a look at a running back, you know, maybe as early as even the third round this year. Help us. We're talking to Nathan Zagur right now, Browns Radio Network. Help us kind of sort through this, what I believe to be a very – challenging situation with Nick Chubb because I think he is an icon. I think he may be yep. still the most popular Cleveland Brown on this team. And yep. he suffers that terrible, terrible injury, multiple surgeries on the comeback trail. I didn't love the way they talked about him. Andrew Barry talked about him just in terms of they they said, you know, we know that uh, the quarterback, Sean Watson, is going to be back. He's going to be throwing offseason program. The way they talked about Nick Chubb, it sounded like they have no idea when he's going to be back in the fold. How do you deal with that as a team? Because he also is somebody who's going to want a new contract, but the leverage, from a leverage perspective, it seems like he has absolutely none. So how do you deal with that? How do you take care of Nick Chubb when you don't know if he could come back from this injury and be Nick Chubb again? Yeah, that's that's the million-dollar question, and that's actually will be a multi-million-dollar question. And I think that you know you look at Nick Chubb's current number, you look at the Browns' space with the cap, it, it feels like that's a number that's going to have to be restructured or changed for the 2024 season because you don't know what Nick Chubb is going to be or when you're going to be able to have Nick Chubb. And so I think one thing that you've heard Andrew Barry say over and over again is we will do everything in our power to make sure that Nick Chubb is a Cleveland Brown and stays a Cleveland Brown. So he wants to be here. They want him to be here. They will work that out. My guess is they will absolutely do right by Nick Chubb. It just might be a shuffling of the money versus the salary cap over a couple of year period is my guess. But they, I, Nick Chubb is beloved, not only by our fan base and justifiably so, not only by the locker room and justifiably so, but absolutely in our building to the highest levels. They are Nick Chubb is a Cleveland Brown, period. I have been staunchly against moving offensive linemen around, uh, but it's the off season and uh, before OTAs and the whatnot and so forth. Maybe I would consider just experimenting a little bit. So I threw it out there. Some people threw it right back, which is fine. Some other people uh, said some nasty things about Jed Wills. We're not going to get into that. 
But I thought, I go, well, how about this? What if during OTAs or something like that, depending on all three of their health, I don't know what you do right now with Jack Conklin, so let me set him aside. Yep. What about Jed Wills over on the right side, where he played in college? Mm-hmm. What about Dewan Jones over on the left side, where he appeared at as a true freshman at Ohio State? I don't want to get too cute, though, Nathan. I just want to see what it looks like when guys are running around in T-shirts and shorts. Well, I think that's I think that's fair, and, and you look at the offensive line, and that's a position where it feels like something's got to give, right? Mm-hmm. You're paying Jed Wills on the fifth-year option. You're paying Jack Conklin, and he's got, I think, $13 million in guaranteed money, so he's not going anywhere. DeWand is your best tackle right now. I mean, yes. I think that seemed to be pretty clear. So yep. you have to kind of figure – and then you're paying both guards and the center. I don't know how long you can pay six offensive linemen or pay five when one of them is not even going to be a starter because DeWand Jones is going to be a starter. So I think it's a very interesting situation. Uh, Andy Dickerson comes in now. He's going to kind of lead that offensive line. I think there'll be a lot of conversations about how they want to formulate that line. It would not surprise me at some point if there is interest from around the National Football League in what I just described as maybe a glut of offensive linemen. There aren't enough good ones. So maybe people are calling. Maybe there are potential moves that can be made. But I'm totally open to seeing. It feels to me like Dewan Jones – of the people on the roster right now, Dewan Jones has the best chance to be your long-term decade, multiple Pro Bowl left tackle, right? It yes. just, I think that's a fair thing to say. And that's not a knock on Jed Wills. That just is what Dewan Jones showed us as a rookie. His feet, so, great. I, the feet, the length, the size. I mean, it's just hard to get around him, mm-hmm. period. Just when he's just there. A, a hard worker. He wants to be great. And so I think that, yeah, you could give him that opportunity and maybe going back to the right side does help Jed Wills. Maybe that kind of springboards Jed Wills back to, you know, the guy that was a top 10 pick in the National Football League. So I think that the, you will take a look at some of those things. I think you have to, right? As Kevin yeah. Stefanski said, you know, we're always trying to evolve. We're always trying to stay ahead of the curve and put ourselves in the best position to succeed. And so it feels like that's something that is at least – worth exploring, to your point, when you're running around there in shorts and T-shirts. One little unfair thing I got, I'm going to have to ask you here in a second, but you're right oh, about baby. DeWan Jones. I mean, because you had him over at the right side. He had defensive ends. I mean, he's just so big. It takes such a long time to get around him. Like, you need to stop for gas in the middle of a yeah. play. Like, it's just you can't get around this guy. But the thought was by a lot of fans, and you know, the Steelers are very close to us, and they live in a lot of our heads. Li- too much to Lima. There you go. Much to Lima's chagrin about the Steelers. A lot of people firing back going, okay, Ken, you're going to put Jed Wills across the field from T.J. Watt? What do you got to say to that? Unfair question. Go. I don't think it's an unfair question. You'd say that you're either dealing with T.J. Watt or Alex Highsmith if we're just going to get into our minds about about the Steelers. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Alex Highsmith completely wrecked that game back in week two. T.J. Watt played great as well, but Highsmith really is the one who wrecked that game and ultimately got this extra fumble that Watt scooped and scored that led to the Browns losing that one. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've got two very good edge rushers. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So it, it really, in that case, I don't think that it matters much. I think that you're going to have to deal with that. You know, Trey Hendrickson often rushes against the left tackle, and he would probably be from the not our team perspective, the next best pass rusher in our division, yeah. you're going to face a lot of good pass rushers. They're going to move people around. Miles Garrett doesn't rush from just one side anymore. Now the Steelers, they do kind of keep it that way. But Alex Highsmith is a handful in his own right. And so if you can feel better about that matchup and then you can double on the other side, maybe that is the solution. So we'll see what, how that plays out. But to me, if you're talking about the Steelers, to act like T.J. Watt is a one-trick pony over there, that is not true. Alex Highsmith is a game-changer on the defensive line for them. Uh, much to what some people nationally are thinking, we are not looking for any quarterbacks this offseason. Uh, but yeah. you are, I mean, you're an analyst just like anybody else. With the round one quarterbacks this year, who do you have the best feeling about? Who do you have the worst feeling about? So I don't have a worst feeling about anybody. I will tell you that coming out of Indianapolis, and being there and talking to, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, Greg Cosell, other guys who are hardcore, obviously, into the scouting of the quarterbacks, Dane Brugler, it's pretty clear to me that they think Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft and that it's not particularly close. Yeah. In fact, Jeremiah was kind of annoyed at the notion that people were kind of ragging on Caleb Williams. Um, and it's like this guy, he's Mahomes-esque. That's, that was, to me, the biggest thing that I took away when hearing about the quarterbacks is that Taylor Williams is, is, could be a Mahomes type of a player and that it was not even one, worth one second of thought to not take him if you were the Chicago Bears. But you've got to trade fields and take him. Okay. I, I get worried about the J.J. The JJ McCarthy thing. I don't know. I, you think he's going to be good or not good? I think he's a little overrated right now. But I think it depends on the team. I think he is right up there, got, got, kind of like Brock Purdy. Yeah, it depends point. on the team. Yeah, that's a really good so point. I think he's a guy. Let me, let me throw this one at you because I was, I was thinking about McCarthy as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he ends up in Denver with Sean Payton, Ooh. because does that maybe feel like you know, with what he was able to do with Breeze, not to say that he's Drew Breeze, but that maybe that's kind of the right mental system for a quarterback like J.J. McCarthy. I think that's a great point, because I think if he ended up with the Raiders, I'd be like, man, you guys better buckle up. No. I don't know how this is going to go. But you're yeah. right. With Sean Payton, that would that would give him as good a head start as anybody out there. You're right. Supposedly, supposedly, they like it. That was one of the other things I heard while I was in it. Supposedly, they like that match. I like your match with us. Nathan, thank you so much oh. for the time. You enjoy- what a treat. <laughs> you enjoy the weekend. Take care, buddy.
All right, take care, guys. Nathan Zagura on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let me pass off that quarterback question to you real quick when we come back. And would you experiment with Dewan Jones over at left tackle? Here it is. The silly season is it? It is the off season. Let me know if I'm crazy. Two one six four seven four below ninety two. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, coming in hot. Nine forty on the fan. I'm glad Nathan said it. I'm glad that Der- Daniel Jeremiah is saying it. I'm glad Dane's saying it. All the other people, because you get a guy who comes in. I think that a lot of people have thrown a lot of dirt on Caleb Williams' name for a while here. And I'm not going to spend all the time talking about Caleb Williams for crying out loud here. We don't have a chance at him. We, we, there's no chance at all for any of these quarterbacks, so I don't want to spend too much crazy time on it right now during the combine. But there's been a lot of things said, and I've had to say the entire time, yeah, I guess, I guess there's some things that kind of throw me off. I mean, breaking down in tears after you lose and go 7-5 and five isn't necessarily... Wasn't the biggest interesting thing to me, but he's an emotional guy. Let's see how it is. But I go, what else? It didn't matter to me at all. But I go, I think think this day and age, the athletes are totally different than they were even five, ten years ago. That's also true. But I also said to it, I said, I have no other choice. I know he's the best quarterback in this draft with a bullet. I'd have to take him. There's, let's not be stupid here. Like the whole, I heard uh, Nick and Keith talking about the deep dish pizza and how he likes, like he likes Michael Jordan and he likes deep dish pizza. Which, by the way, not a fan of deep dish pizza. I like to hold the pizza, mm-hmm. and it's just a pie, and um, not a big quick, deep dish pizza. Quickly, guy. my sister, when she came in, she wanted to provide some meals while we're going through uh, the 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 very very young baby stage. Yes, and she brought two deep dishes, one from Pequots. The hell is that? That's one of the deep dish places, but they do it a little bit differently. They actually like intentionally burn the cheese. They say it's caramelized. Uh, we did not like that at all. Really? So we just put it in the oven. And the other one is Giordano. No, uh, Lou Malnati. So we haven't got to that one yet. I've had Giordano's before, and I liked it. But we did not like the Pequots at all. Like when I was with you and we went to Chicago. Look up a picture, by the okay, way. Okay. Well, I'll look it up during the yeah. break. Look, when we, you and I went to Chicago, I was not getting deep dish pizza. Yeah. It, no. I understand. Where do we go? Oshaval? Well, yeah, that, Oshaval for the burger. It's a, it's a burger place. I know mm-hmm. it sounds fancy, but it's a burger place. It was sensational. Lima picked up the tab. I remember very specifically because I owe uh, you. Because like, I never do. I owe you, no, I owe you like six dinners right now <laughs> by, by my personal count. But with Caleb Williams, it's like, I don't want to sit there and look for all the bad stuff to it. And, and I am a little bit gun shy because of the whole Patrick Mahomes thing because I was one of the people going, you know, this is a Texas Tech quarterback. I don't think very highly of him, and it was stupid, and I'm willing to admit it, how stupid it was. I learned a valuable lesson then that you shouldn't just sit there and say, well, he's a Texas Tech quarterback, or he's a USC quarterback, or he's an Ohio State quarterback. Those are stupid things to do. So, like, the Patrick Mahomes experience made it better because I didn't say those things about C.J. Stroud because I really like C.J. Stroud, and I got defensive of him right after he took over for Justin Fields. But with, with Caleb Williams, it's like you have no other choice. The J.J. McCarthy thing, I just heard so many things because I watched, what, 11 Michigan games this year? There was a couple of games I just didn't bother because no point. But what I'm hearing about J.J. McCarthy, now Keith will get worked up, is that I keep hearing over and over and over again about the running game having to pick up for the deficiencies of the quarterback. And I heard that the year before as well. So if I'm hearing this, and I defended that situation against Penn State going, you're going to pour the ball down their throat because they can't stop it, and J.J. McCarthy's banged up, so why put the ball in the air when you don't have to? And they did that, and they embarrassed Penn State when they did that. And I thought it was good football. I thought it was good sound football. 
I don't want to use that against him. But for two years, I've heard about the deficiencies of J.J. McCarthy, and all of a sudden, he's a first-round pick. I'll say this about him, and but, I'm and I'm wired to hate J.J. McCarthy. His clutch throwing on third and fourth down. That's true. And not just, that's not true. just Penn State, or and Penn State was a huge game. So they didn't have hardball. Not just against like a Minnesota. He did it against Ohio State. He did it in the semifinals. He did it in the championship game. I think it's fair to say there's something there's something about him. I do think it matters where he goes. I don't think it always matters. I know we've had that debate to death. Well, I, I think certain kinda, guys just are going to be good wherever. Yeah. Like, I, I think Andy Reid's done a great job, but the argument's been, well, if you drop Mahomes in Cleveland, would well, Mahomes boy, be great? If, if C.J. Stroud could be good in Houston, then he clearly could have been good anywhere, right? If he could be so. good that quickly. Yeah, you'd think so. Uh, you would you would assume. But what Nathan said, God, it couldn't be more true. At a place like Denver with Sean Payton almost said Sean McVay. He'd be great with Sean McVay, too. Uh, but if he were dropped in a place like Denver with Sean Payton, I'm like, well, he's probably going to get the best chance he can to be a good pro. If he were dropped in Vegas with a rookie defensive head coach, and I'm not sure about his assistance. I'd have to take a closer look at that. You know, I'm going to have some questions about that because I think there's about six quarterbacks here. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the first quarter or the first non-quarterback taken off the board, I assume. I mean, oh, that could yeah. be arguable with some, but I, I assume... So. But you could have six quarterbacks in the first round here. They ain't all going to be all pro. One of them's going to be a dud. And one of those one. guys holds a higher risk than some of the others because of who drafts him. Does take a village at times. 216-474-0092. You want to get to Chris in Chicago? Yeah. All right, Chris, you're listening on the free Odyssey app. You're in Chicago. You're next up on the fan. Hello. Guys, hey, I wanted to weigh in. Lima, does your sister live? Out in the burbs here or in the city? Is Wrong. Like no, she's in uh, River West. Oh, nice. That's the city. Cool. Uh, that You were talking about Pequod's Pizza. It's an acquired taste. You have to have it a few different times. Uh, it's good. I mean, could it's they have great, put some it's... sauce? Some? It was It was just <laughs> dough. Just dough and, and a bunch of cheese. And burnt cheese. cheese. No, burnt cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, no, deep dish pizza is not my favorite. But, um, you know, the the prevailing thought out here is I do think the Bears are going to trade fields and go for Williams. And, and I'm a Browns fan, by the way. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's some optimism, though. And with the other teams, the Bulls and the Blackhawks kind of being down, the White Sox down, the Cubs maybe on the upswing. Yeah, I, Chicago's ready, I think, for kind of a, a football renaissance, if you will. And um, one last comment on Chicago football. Now they're leaning toward going back downtown and maybe building a dome. So what does that do for Cleveland's dome? Do you want to compete with the dome here? I don't know. Uh, that's actually a good point. What well, kind of sucks? Thank I'll, you for the I'll, call. I'll be honest. One strike against a dome here, and you know where how I feel about it. I, I want it. I've wanted it for years. But if Indy has, I wants you, and I'm gonna have you. But if Indy has a dome, if Detroit has a dome, and Chicago has a dome. Then we just need to build a nicer dome what, than all of them together. What are you going to get? What events are you truly going to get if all these places have domes? Like they need the Browns needed a dome in 1999 to 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 be able to compete with Indianapolis to be a real convention city, and then you could have built the infrastructure up so that you can go underground. That's what I loved. All these NBA people that were ripping how Listen, cold it was and how it? snowy it was in Indy. Yeah, the whole city is underground. You don't have to go outside. That's the brilliance. That's the genius. Of Indy setup is you don't have to go outside. Minneapolis is all up in the air, and, apparently. Yes. Pony was there. Yes. He says it's all, what if they're not tunnels, what are they, because skywalks? It's all mm. skywalks. Which is awesome. That's what he said. We don't have that. We Right now in Cleveland, I mean, we are a very walkable city. 
That's why when we've had uh, the the NCAA tournament, we've had the regionals, the wrestling championships, the all-star games, everybody that came here when it's nice out said, what a walkable city. Other cities are not like this. When Chicago has a big event, you've got to get on public transportation or on the shuttles, and you could be in traffic for a half hour. In Cleveland, you can walk 10 minutes from event to event or then to the warehouse district to party or the Playhouse Square or Ohio City's right across the bridge. But when it's cold, you can't really do that. Yeah. When it's miserable, people from out of town are not going to do that. Because well, that wind comes in off the lake. It's terrible. It's, yeah. Makes it a kind of a rough time. Can you go with me on that, by that idea, on in the OTAs and minicamp and stuff, depending on their health? Because if I'm willing to budge, I, I wonder if other people are. Like, I think some people took me as week one next year with my idea. I It's not my idea. Like, I look at where the Browns are at. I know a lot of people, when I say, is Jedrick Wills good, a lot of, I will get laughed off the phones with people <laughs> about Jedrick Wills. If I ask if anybody has any hope for Jedrick Wills, I'll get laughed off the phones. But he's the number 10 overall pick. And how many and teams, how many teams, fan bases hate their left tackle right now? Probably. Doesn't it seem like half? 60%. Doesn't it yes. seem that way? Yes. So when you put it in comparison, we're comparing him to Joe Thomas. Stop. Well, Stop comparing any left tackle they ever have again. Even Dewan Jones, if he moves over, guys, he's not going to be Joe Thomas. He'll give well, that's up sacks. What we're he'll him to be, he'll though. make mistakes. He'll give up sacks. Yes. He also has already an injury concern. His knees, all that weight on his knees, he couldn't even make it through one year. Like, let's let's be careful here. So I, I think with Dewan Jones, I want to see what he has at left tackle. And again, I want to see him do it with t-shirts and shorts. Now it's going to get very nitty-gritty here in a second, but we got Hody over there, so I don't even know if he knows what button to push. I'm not, putting a, I'm not putting a challenge out at you. I'm just saying you're a nice, supple young man. If I put Jed Wills over there at the right tackle spot, it's more of a natural position, quote-unquote. He played it in college. I need two good tackles now because we have less and less stand-up, right-handed, pocket-protected quarterbacks in the NFL. Right tackle. And if you see this with the salaries as well, right tackle is starting to close in a little bit on left tackle, especially after what they do with Trent Williams and what they do with David Bakhtiari up there in Green Bay with their salaries because it is very inflated at the left tackle spot. All that being said, it'd be a chance to, for a lot of people, Jed Wills is done after this year, and they don't want him even around this year. It's a chance to salvage and see what you have over there, and can he be, asked the question, a good right tackle for this football team in the future? Does Dewan Jones have the making? And I don't want to throw too much at him too soon. That's why I'm saying offseason. Not even training camp, not even preseason, certainly, and certainly not during the season. Does Dewan Jones, who did play as a left tackle as a true freshman at Ohio State, he also played guard for that matter at one point in his career, can Dewan Jones handle the left tackle duties in the NFL? I think these are questions worth asking. I want to see if Tennessee is interested in Jack Coughlin, if I can get any pick back and then take that pick before the draft and reinvest it in a later round offensive lineman. The way that Andrew Barry has done every single draft he's ran. You know, these are things that I just I think we just need to consider, and that's coming from me, and I hate I know, moving no, offensive do. linemen around. 216-474-0092. Coming up next, coming in hot. Now, I have the diabolical question. If you guys make us have to dump it and we can't take any more calls, I'm going to ask the nastiest question I can think of for the Browns, and I've had it in my pocket for months. 216-474-0092. Keep your comments within the boundaries of good taste. Coming in hot, coming up next with a very special Mitch Please as well on the fan. Nick Wilson and Spencer German take a look. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.